that's how I felt about the Tiger King. I was like, I want to have that much domain over my ego. I just want to run wild. <laughs> like a tiger. Like a tiger. I think being in a band <laughs> is objectively cooler than owning a ton of tigers, but whatever. Somebody should be both. That's Post Malone. Oh. That is Post Malone. Oh, are we saying Post Malone is the coolest person? Is that where we're going with this? Oh, I think we are. Okay. <laughs> that I don't know if I stand by that, <laughs> personally. Uh, I don't think Camilla the person stands by that, but I guess uh, the podcast stands by that. So, uh, my, my name's Camilla. And I'm Rachel. And this is the, the 1400 Mile, Mile Music, Music Club. Club. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's a podcast where me and my buddy Rachel, we talk, we talk about music because we live far away and we're sad yeah. about it. And so we want to talk about albums. Two friends, 1400 miles apart. Camilla yes. in Dallas and Rachel in Los Angeles coming together in friendship with the power of music. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I really hammed that one up for you. Welcome, listeners, to our, our first episode of this podcast. Rachel, what are, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to be listening to the Rex Infinitely Ordinary album, which was released pretty recently. Like May 1st, I'm pretty I sure. I want to say, like, May yeah, I want to say, like, at the beginning of the month. The the Rex is just a, a four-guy band, uh, alt-rock, totally from Los Angeles. I think they're from Thousand Oaks, but they're from California. That's all you need to know. Yeah, they sound like it, too. They're a very, like, California-sounding band, you know, yeah. as, we'll, as we'll probably discuss later. <laughs> yeah, totally. They're known for their super catchy melodies and lyrics. Their most popular song on Spotify has 20 million streams, so that's pretty dope. And before, before this album came out, um, I personally, I was a little bit familiar with them. Mm. I actually, I discovered them my freshman year of college. Yeah. I'm, I'm shook. Like, like honestly, when I discovered you, basically. You, like, you have, we have a kindred relationship with a <laughs> Y'all couldn't see it, but my, like, mouth just, like, <laughs> dropped to the floor and, like, hit it with an audible smack. I thought, I was like queen hipster and then you knew the rights before me <laughs> i found out about them through a mutual friend of ours ben should we give a description of ben he listens to a lot of pop punk and like emo type music very into like <laughs> blink 182 ben takes all of the attributes of a worn flannel he is flannel personified he spent an entire month singing blink 182 at every karaoke so <laughs> He's got a pulse on things. I was in the car with him and I heard uh, Favorite Liar. That was the first song by the Rex I heard. It's also their biggest one uh, that we were talking about on Spotify. And I just, I thought it was really cool. I liked it and I ended up, I've heard the rest of their music over the course of the past couple years. I also really like Turn It Up. That's from the same EP as Mm -hmm. uh, Favorite Liar, I believe. And that's kind of like just blast of pop punk energy. Very fun. They are fun. Yeah. If I'm being honest, though, I hated that EP. (laughs) Yeah, you told me that. You were like, oh, you like their old music. (laughs) I couldn't stand it, dude. My friend was like, you gotta check out the racks. He is is my equivalent to Ben. He keeps, like, a pulse on alt rock and whatever. And I just, like, I was like, this is whiny. And they're still whiny, but I like it. One quick thing I want to say about my impression of them before this album, which hasn't changed, but it's just, like, 
what I was thinking going in. They're the perfect angry at your ex band, but that's just kind of my overall vibe from them is very pop punk and very angry at their exes and their partners. <laughs> totally. If I could talk about my preconceived notions of the band, I got to know them from their song Freaking Out, which is actually the first song on this album. Yeah, it came out as a single maybe three, four months ago or something. And I was just like, wow, this is Weezer, but better. And I'm (laughs) into it. I'm biased because I'm a schmuck for like all rock, obviously. Um, So of course I was going to really like this one. And then I did hear from a friend of mine um, who will remain anonymous. So from this anonymous source, I heard that the front man, Nick Anderson, is a huge diva. And Mm -hmm. I actually... Um, didn't exactly prove that, but on their bio on First Avenue, it says that they do have a, an eccentric front man. Mm. Quite a word. It could mean he goes around wearing meat dresses, or it could mean right. he's, you know, difficult. He could just be a fun guy, or he yeah. could be erratic and insane. But And we just, I just want to say, we have never met the band members. We don't know what any of them are actually like as people. And we have pretty positive, for the most part, positive opinions about their music. So I just want to say that in case. We still like like, you. I feel like the regs are the type of most to find an an obscure podcast reviewing their album that like three people have listened to and be like, whoa, look at what these (laughs) women said about our album. Yeah, I feel like they would make a joke about it. (laughs) Do you want to get into the album? Yeah. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. Oh, wow. I didn't write anything for this. But I, <laughs> can I, can I just take a moment to, to appreciate how down to earth this album is? I'm like so done with all of these like pretentious artists where they're art and they're like cool guy swagger, like be a human being. So I just wanted to take a minute appreciate that thank you the rex yeah because this song is basically about like a drug trip anderson even said uh he wanted to write a song about about his first experience with psychedelics but he didn't want to give into all the cliches with like psychedelic production and so he even says in this quote on this from genius uh i don't know where it, it said it came from a press release he even says i wanted something straightforward fun and most of all honest so kind of what you were just saying like it definitely got across that way because if you take any other song about drugs they'll just be like and life was whole and everything was wonderful and we were all meant to be together holding hands (laughs) peace love and happiness but this wasn't like that at all it felt like things you would actually hear people say when they're they're (laughs) having a a fun time (laughs) true honest emotions and the the Official audio on YouTube is so funny. Do you ever remember like making slideshows and Windows Movie Maker? Yeah. It's like that. It's just like photos of Nick Anderson and then it'll like be the same photo but closer and then like (laughs) weird effects. And Uh then, (laughs) and one running gag is they put like all the pictures of the band members and then did cheesy animations of like pretzels rolling in their mouths. It's the silliest thing. And then there's, um, at the very end, there's a nice little leg tattoo of freaking out with a flower in his shoe. I'm feeling fine. I found a flower. It's in my shoe and it is mine.
I have something I have something to say about the flower actually um but <laughs> flower in my shoe and it is mine <laughs> when I went on genius there's like there's an annotation for that lyric I just I thought this was so funny because when I saw this lyric I just thought this is something somebody under any sort of inebriation any sort of drugs or alcohol I can totally I can picture myself drunk being like I found a flower and it's my flower. And it's in my shoe, so it's my flower. Like, I can totally see people doing that. I think that's all it was meant to be, was just like, it was in my shoe and it's my flower. But this pretentious genius annotator, and this but, is unreviewed, that's why I'm calling it pretentious. It hasn't okay. been confirmed. But it says, flowers have meant friendship or love for a long time. Shoes are said to symbolize faith in God. This is saying he found a friend, and he believes it's because of God. No. And I'm like, here. Sure, maybe. Sure, I'll let. May, that could totally be it. I, I'm not Nick Anderson. I know, shocking, but this is not Nick Anderson speaking. What? Uh, but you I'm pretty sure Nick Anderson mask. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> take the mask off. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you, meddling kids. <laughs> um, Whoever wrote that review has obviously never done drugs. That person's, like, in an AP um, English Lit class right now, and so they're, like, everywhere they look, they're, like, everything's a metaphor. <laughs> That's so funny. I am a big advocate of, list for one thing, listening to albums in order. Even if it's not, like, a concept album, even if it's just a regular album, the first and last songs on an album are important, and they should communicate something about the album. And this is a great intro song, in my opinion, because I do feel sucked in by the, mm. the narrative, even, not, like, narratives of... Is a guy tripping. But like the story of what's going on, <laughs> it kind of, you're like, oh, what's going to happen next? It's interesting. And the music really sucks me in. And the style of it, it's that hip hop alternative sort of combination that's like the, become such a thing. It yeah. kind of reminds me of that. Because he doesn't really uh, sing. Yeah, because it's more thing. like spoken. And so it feels a little bit like he's obviously not like rapping, rapping, but it feels a little bit more hip hop adjacent because that crops up every now and then in their music. And I think it's kind of fun how they play with genres like that. Because you think of them as like, oh, they're alternative, or oh, they're pop punk. But they yeah. throw in these other genres every now and then. What an insightful observation. <laughs> I didn't even think that, but now I'm hearing it, I'm like, whoa! There's a song called Deal With It uh, by Muramasa that this reminds me of. in my hand and I'm trying to do stuff. I woke up, I slept and woke up again. It's like a guy going through his day. Like that um, sort of vibe is very similar. I'm doing a happy. Camilla gave me a recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same kind of just like going through the day, sort just of living life. And okay. then, uh, feels so nice. Feels nice. It feels so good when we're sneaking off into It feels so nice. Uh, which one is it? You smile it like a Dylan song. Kind of perfect. Kind of. Da 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 da. Yeah, that was one of my favorites just because I saw the lyric video and it was like really cool. I'm gonna admit though, like my first impression was also kind of like meh, but then I heard the lyrics and I was like, oh, this is really sweet. That's why I'm glad we're doing this together is because I that song didn't make much of an impression on me, but I, I think it's interesting that you mm. like really connected to it. That's really cool. Yeah. It's kind of along the same lines of another song that's on this album in that it's just taking a small moment and it's just like, this feels good and that's enough. You know, yeah. that's valid. I think it's really sweet. It's kind of vulnerable and it's like 
talking about Mick Jagger references and Bob Dylan references, and who can't appreciate that? For sure. I, I really liked that one. Yeah, I originally didn't have much to say about this song, but as you were saying with the lyrics, I looked at the lyrics last night. I had this whole thing in my head when I read these lyrics that I was just, I was like making myself laugh, so I had to share. Oh, um, tell me. So the, fir- the very beginning of the song. You said I look like a stone song. I said, baby, I can one too. Ooh. So yeah. my question is... <laughs> Is this referencing a specific Rolling Stones song? This, like, imagine, like, a girl comes up to you and she's like, you look like a red door painted black. Ooh. <laughs> like, which song? Yeah, I was like, I, li- I went through, like, all these songs in my head, and I was like, this line, <laughs> if you're, because he's probably, it's probably just a line. It's probably, I was probably overthinking it, but I was like, it just made me laugh to think of, like, being like, yeah, you know, I can, I can, like, I have sympathy for the devil, so, you know, um, (laughs) (laughs) it just made no sense, I was like, the only one that kind of makes sense for what they could be referencing is I can't get no satisfaction, but then that creates a whole new issue, because he's basically saying, he's like, yeah, when I have sex, I don't ever, I am never satisfied with any sexual encounters I ever have, which maybe that's, maybe that's the tea, maybe he's trying to tell us something, but I don't know, (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, Beast of Burden is pretty cute. Oh, man, it could be sex. I think, like, the idea of the stones is just sexy. I don't know why. Yeah, because gross, but, (laughs) like, I get it. I'm sorry. I just had to go on that tangent. I want to know who's walking around telling people they're like a song. They look like a song. How do you look like a song, dude? That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what this girl said to him in this that's song. A noise. You look like a stone song. Those are noises. <laughs> so now it sounds like you're on my side now. I think I'm I am. I wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. What are you talking about, strange girl who may or may not be on acid? <laughs> Strange girl who looks like a Dylan song. Is she blowing in the wind? Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Ew. (laughs) The next song is Out of Style. So basically with this album, the first single was Freaking Out. The second single was Somebody, which we'll get to in a minute. But honestly, Out of Style is the one that sounds like a hit. I would have made this the lead single because this song is really fun and really catchy and we got all the hooks. The chorus- Oh my god, wait a second, wait, 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 wait. Okay. When you said there were all those hooks, tell me why I saw that picture of Patrick Starr with like 10 million (laughs) hooks in his mouth. Like that's the Rex right now. That should have been like, if it made it a single, that should be like the cover is just that picture of Patrick. Sounds like this gal is just, like, some small-town gal, and he's just living it up in California, and he thinks he's just hot for it. I kind of like that for for a song. I like the idea of my revenge is I am living in a better place than you are. Like, I think that's, I don't know, I think that's a fun idea. But, you and know, he's not even not everyone has the opportunity to move to new places, and some, you know, somebody's got to live in these middle-of-nowhere towns, so... Love to those folks, but I get where this guy is coming from, for sure. Right. All the power to Nick Anderson for being, like, geographically speaking, I did better than you. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be a big song because I don't know why, but the chorus, this, like, playground taunt melody 
that he is using for mm. some reason it just gets me and it just gets so stuck in your head but it yeah. literally it's it literally sounds like someone going yeah and that's what he's doing that's actually like what the song is i would hate to lose a game to nick anderson honestly yeah he seems like a sore winner for sure he would be a bad sport yeah did you watch the video of them uh go-kart racing no what tell me about it <laughs> they went go-kart racing yeah and it was like for nick's birthday and he had like last place the first round um of go-karts and he was just being like you know i just you know it's my birthday and like <laughs> he was obviously joking but it was just really funny he finally won like the third time and again he was obviously joking but it was like he went on this whole speech about, like, you know, I knew, I thought it might take a while for me to win. I thought it would, you know, I'd have to go through, through some trials and tribulations. I know, I didn't think it would take me three times, but, you know, I got here nonetheless. <laughs> wow. After three times, they were like, come on, it's his birthday. I would never want to do anything competitive with Nick Anderson, because I feel like whether he wins or loses, I would lose, you know? I'd be like, he just, like, never stopped talking about it, whether yeah. he won. He seems like the kind of guy who's just the star of his own show. I did have one lyric that I really wanted to talk about in this song. In the second verse, like, he literally spends, like, the, pretty much the entire verse talking about how he put LED lights in his room. Do you remember that part? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the okay, same. Okay, you did 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 different shades of red. Heard you're pregnant. That's cool, I guess. But can you make your whole room glow three different shades of red? She said yes. Heard you're pregnant. That's cool. I guess. But can you make your whole room glow three different shades of red? And that is like, if that isn't the epitome of weird flex, but okay, I don't know what is. Yeah, that is totally a weird flex. Like, I, what? I'm not going to talk about how I'm in this band uh, that a lot of people really like. I'm not going to talk about my artistic accomplishments or how I probably have more money than this person. I don't know, probably. But no, I'm gonna talk about how my room is not one, not two, but three different shades of red. And bing, nobody bing, else bing, can bing. That's the answer. Three shades of red. How do you have three different shades of red? There is one red in this world. <laughs> and what a diss to this unborn baby. Like my <laughs> LED lights are cooler than your kid. Yeah, that's, yeah. What a flex okay, on that maybe, baby. Maybe that's what the flex is then. Yeah. Like, he's saying, literally, you being pregnant is so lame that me having colored lights in my room is cooler. Yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that, maybe that is a burn. I think I get it now. Sick burn. The this chick is pot. sitting there glowing, having <laughs> the time of her life, and it's not cooler than LED lights yikes yeah she's she's not glowing like those led lights that's for sure true that. Glowing more than she is this is one of those songs where like the lyrics i'm a little iffy on another thing he's talking the the end of the chorus which is like the thesis of a song he's like i just want to know when the hell did love go out of style and i'm like what does that have to do with anything yeah that's what, what have i thought <laughs> what do it's you like, mean yeah when did love go out of style I guess he's still, even though he thinks he's cool with his LED lights, he still is, like, sad that they're not together. That's the best, like, explanation I can think of. Mm. Yeah, and then you have that guitar riff right after to just, like, really resonate. To distract. (laughs) It's like, well, think about how weird this line is if we put a cool guitar riff in. I just want to know when I 
it's really fun. It's like very upbeat, like cool California pop punk style. I kind of love it, minus and some of the weird lyrics. At the very beginning, it sounds like just this meteor of alt rock just coming into Earth. <laughs> and then it yes. just like explodes in the wrecks with these weird lyrics about LED lights. <laughs> Which one is next? Let's talk about somebody. My God, I just want to go somewhere without... Super stoked about this one because the entire music video was made from cardboard in three days and it is the cutest thing. To give a rundown of the song, it's this guy and he's just like bitching about his girlfriend and how he just wishes that they would end dramatically so he could hate her forever. And then at the very end of the song, in the music video, after he says the chorus like 10 million times or whatever, his girlfriend in the song play says the same lyrics and they both like have this unity moment and they're like, we both wish this was over. And it was like sweet for some reason. It was just homey and fun and cause I've been in relationships like that, but it's so passive that it's not ending. Yeah, and I feel like we've all been at that point in a relationship where it's just like, you know, it's like, I don't want to be here anymore, but you haven't like done anything bad enough that like justifies a breakup. Yeah. And he even says the lyrics, he's like, um, without it being my fault, like yeah he's like he doesn't want i don't want to be the one to right. mess up so if you could mess up if you could go like cheat on me right that would be cool like you can't be mad at me because this relationship sucks do you want to clarify real quick that the girl singing with him is only in the video there is another vocalist yeah. of the song by itself unfortunately my first note that i wrote for this song <laughs> was just that falsetto the falsetto. part where he's like wish you somebody steal my money <laughs> she just goes like really <laughs> high i wish you somebody steal my he hits that note i'm sure there was like some glass of wine in the studio that was just like trembling and <laughs> when he did that it just reminds me so much of semi charmed life by third eye blind Whoa. at the end of the chorus when he's like That's it's so funny. It's like, it was that false that it was unnecessary. It did not add anything and it was hilarious. And like, I'm kind of glad it's there just because it made me laugh really hard. Yeah. It's, it's so karaoke ears all over the place can have just a really tough day when they figure out how hard that song is. It's kind of a flex. Yeah. Weird flex. Not as weird as the LED lights. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of weird flex all over this album. Yeah, this album should have just been called Infinitely Weird Flexes. Well, I like it because he acknowledges that his life isn't provocative or, like, extreme, like these other pop songs or whatever. But he does acknowledge that, like, part of him, like, wishes there was something spectacular about it. He wants the drama. Should we move yeah. on to We All Get Lonely? I think this makes sense as a duet. It's such it's a different of, sound. Yeah, and it's just, it's about two people who just want to, you know, hit it and quit it. And oh. that's fun. It's cool to get two perspectives on that, because like, it's literally called We All Get Lonely, so the fact that there are 
two people, it's like, wow. Interesting. Yeah. I honestly didn't look into that song, this song that much, but now that I'm hearing it, I'm like, oh yeah, this was listenable. It was dope. I like, honestly, I going back to if I were their manager or whatever, or record exec, I would have probably made would have made a great single though. Yeah. Yeah. I would have made this the second single. Hell yeah. Cause I, I think it's, again, it's like, it's catchy. I like the, um, I want to try to find it. Cause at, at the end of the chorus, there's that thing where it's like the guitar, the guitar one. And they like keep saying that. Right there. That is like pop songwriting genius. Like having the music come in really loud and have it come out for just a second to say a word and bam back in. That is like pop writing gold. Love this it. song is so energetic and so explosive. It is, but it's dark. Honestly, out of all their songs on the album, it has like the production sounds really dark on this song. And so that's kind of why it stands mm. out to me. Cause yeah. they usually sound, you know, they're like, we're fun California boys, la la la. But this is like, this is like, we want some. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like not afraid to show their rock star sides. Yeah, which I hope I hope they continue to make stuff that sounds like this, honestly, because I, I thought this was an interesting change of direction for them within this one album. And Maybe this was all Tomy, because it is so different. It does say it was written by her and Nick, so she might have sort of taken the reins on this one. Yeah, I do think I would have wanted this to be the single as well, but it's just timing. You don't really want to be saying, you know what we need to when everybody's on lockdown. That is very true. That's a good point. Which is a bummer because it is a great one. I'm gonna play just the beginning of, or just like a little snippet of Tomi's top song on Spotify just to see. Oh yeah, just to get an idea. Okay, yeah, she definitely had a lot to do with how this sounds. It's like in this song, they brought in more energy to her kind of like emo girl kind of vibe. I like it. It's this new weird flavor of this combination of sort of emo and more hip hop dance type production, like more electronic production. Totally. Now let's move on to my favorite song on the album, personally, uh, This Life I Have. Okay. I'm starting with that. <laughs> That's, That's interesting that that is your favorite song. Yes. But I totally get it. Do tell. <laughs> Why is this song your favorite song on the album? I like that it just is genre hopping. The mood is changing. And I think it's really cool because the way the music sounds is sort of it sort of, to an extent, is reflecting how he feels in the song. The song is him pretty much talking about his depression and mental health. I don't know if he has depression, uh, but Sounds he's talking like about like depression. having, yeah, he's talking about having mental health issues and struggling and having these moments where he hates everything. But then at the end, he basically is like, actually, my life is pretty cool and I love that I get to make music with my friends and it's fun. Yeah. Um, and so, so sweet. the first section, it kind of reminds me of Never Shout Never. I'm shook that you said Never Shout Never. I didn't need to be thrown back to 2008, Camilla. <laughs> what it right just, do you have? <laughs> it reminds me so much of like Cheater Cheater Best Friend Eater. Like it's that whole, this music is really cute, but like I'm mad. 
Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Whoa. Because even after three text messages, four missed calls, you still slept with my best friend. I feel like I just flew out of my chair and like back to my room where I had like so many posters and was obsessed with hair. <laughs> that man had s such a mop top. Oh God, and we wore those headbands, those little tiny headbands over our hair. Why did we do that? <laughs> How dare you bring me back? I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, and then it gets like super fuzzy. I would love this live. This would be so much fun. People oh would be going bananas. Mm. The energy in this room would just be insane live. Like, this would mm -hmm. be so cool. The Rex would be great live. I, I have agree. no doubt about it. Live. Yeah. I and it doesn't, it's, it's singable, too. Mm -hmm. So it, it wouldn't be hard to recreate on stage at all. Oh, and speaking of live music, I do like this kind of point that he he's kind of poking at the music industry. saving up so you could make it till the website ripped you off and went and bought up all the tickets. He's pointing at these huge music industry companies that buy out all these tickets and then sell them for an insane exorbitant price. And he's like, I hate them too. And he, he just sounds like some guy who like, is just trying to do his job. He's just like some guy that wants to make music and he really doesn't want anything to do with the music industry, but he also knows that like he has to pay the bills and he hates that. And I hate that you worked so hard for me to do that. Like all your tax dollars or like all your, all your like hours that your job are just like contributing to me and I don't deserve it. Yeah, I think that was really cool and very like, especially after after we've cracked jokes and how your our, our anonymous source was saying that he seemed kind of uh, like a diva, this is a very decent thing for someone to put in a song. People only talk about how, oh, my label screwed me over because they didn't promote my album. Nobody talks about, oh, the, like, my fans are getting ripped off. You be a diva. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like, Strut. Yeah, I feel like he's, like, he's being serious when it counts basically. Yeah. This is where it matters. We'll talk about the actual album closer in a second, but I think that this song feels more like an album closer. Mm, yeah. This, this feels like the big show-stopping number because it has all these movements that sound really different and like the positivity of the conclusion of mm. being like, actually, I love my life. My life's cool. I feel like this would have, I, I wish this had been at the end. Yeah, I I mean I get that, but maybe this now this is like totally speculatory, and I don't under I don't know. It just depends on what the next album is trying to be, because mm, maybe this is like the crazy like thrasher like mental illness like totally like broke up with my ex and things are, sh and then we have infinitely ordinary. This life I have has just been made, and it's about taking your pills and then like being better for it. And then maybe the infinitely ordinary is kind of like an after effect of that. I can see but that. Totally speculatory. Yeah. yeah. If it were, yeah, I kind of get that though. If I were to put infinitely ordinary in a different place, it'd be after it feels so nice. I think those two are linked a little bit more. But that's a perfect segue into talking about infinitely ordinary. Infinitely isn't it? ordinary. ordinary. 
my favorite song on the album. I'm a for a closer. What can I okay. say? Okay. Um, why why is this your favorite? It's so sweet. And maybe it's because I've spent two months at home doing absolutely nothing, but I get it. It's like an oasis compared to the rest of the album. The whole album is just like thrasher, like super energetic. And then you have this one really vulnerable, sweet piece just talking about why don't I stay home more? You know, I think I could get used to just chilling out and not doing anything. It's such a difference from the ego trip that's been the rest of the album. Like, it's all your fault. And now he's just like, I'm me. I do like the lyrics. I like how it's, you know, like romanticizing the little details Hmm. of time spent with someone. I think that's cool. I hate to be negative after you said something so beautiful. Fine. (laughs) Just say it, Camilla. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. This song, for me, it didn't really make much of an impression. Oh. Um, I don't know. It made me sad because it reminded me of pop punk bands that were really popular when pop punk was like a thing. Mm. Like it reminds me of like the kind of music they're making now. Okay. I don't know about now, but like as recently as I've heard, because a lot of them started making this very like, kind of middle of the road, just very like bleh. Mm. And, and I'm not sure if this like has a name, but I, for the time being, I'm calling it fluff rock because it usually comes from a band that's considered to be rock, but it just, it's very light and it's very fluffy, but it's also just non-threatening. I feel that, and I've been into that lately. So I've been really into, would you call Phoebe Bridgers light rock? It's like, all of this like indie stuff that I've been listening to, but then it still gives me that chick chick like heavy guitar okay. energy that I need, that big guitar energy that I just like need from songs sometimes. It's got the simple like chills lyrics and stuff, but then it just gives me that like hard sound that I like really love about alt rock without being like so moody. Yeah, I got you. That makes sense. I think it's just maybe if this song were by someone else, I might feel differently about it. But because mm-hmm. I've just listened to this album of pop punk indie like energy, it's weird to have it end on this kind of song. Yeah, that might be why yeah. I feel weird about it. I definitely don't think it's bad. It just it's not like after we finish this episode, I don't think I'll be listening to this song again. Wow. But, like, again. Yeah, that's a good point. So just to run through one, one more time, what are the songs that you feel like taking from this album? This Life I Have is definitely my absolute favorite. It's just really fun. It goes all over the place and that's cool. Out of Style, despite the questionable lyrics, is just really fun. And it is like the most, I know they say California in the chorus, but it's just like the most California sounding song. I'm really here it for is. that. Um, and then I also really like We All Get Lonely. I think that one's really fun. Yeah, I second that We All Get Lonely one. Like, it's a gem, and I didn't really think about it until you mentioned it. Personally, I would take Feel So Nice and Infinitely Ordinary. I think they're just, like, really sweet and just the right amount of, like, rock and rager sound without being too um, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, yeah. 
Those are the songs. And I actually already have them in a playlist and I have shown them to like, I showed them to a friend of mine and, and now like they're like really into the Rex now. And I'm like, hell yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So stoked. How should we like um, conclude this? Like, I, was I, don't gonna th- think- I was just thinking that. Um, maybe we could end it with a little clip of the song. We hope you enjoyed our review of Infinitely Ordinary by The Rex. I'm Rachel. I'm Camilla. And I'm awkward. (laughs) 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 And uh, and we'll meet back in the next week. Thanks for listening to the 1400 Mile Music Club. Come listen to music with us. (laughs) Join the club. You can't go to a real club right now, so join our club. Join our club. One of us. One of, one us. of us. Google Bobo. Google. <laughs> that'll be the outro, actually. I think that'll be funny. <laughs> That's it. One of us. One of us. Google Gobble. <laughs>